When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week, we're going to discuss entrances and exits. Yes, which (laughs) is a lot harder than we ever thought possible. Yes. Well, this was recommended to us by one of our listeners. They emailed us and gave us this idea. And it's such a good idea. But once we got into it, we started to realize (laughs) it's a little complicated. Yeah. (laughs) Well, before we talk about all of this and what... (laughs) The entrances, the exits, everything in between. (laughs) We have a special message for one of our friends and our patrons and probably one of our biggest supporters of the podcast. Yes. Oh, my gosh. In every way possible, supports us emotionally. (laughs) Yes. Financially, (laughs) friendship-wise. Like, it's... It's truly a meaningful relationship, and I'm so grateful to have met him. Jedi Master Adam. (laughs) Yes, Jedi Master Adam. He's recuperating as we speak. Our listeners and our patrons and everyone who supports the podcast, they they mean a lot to us. Yeah. And Jedi Master Adam means a lot to us, so we are wishing you well. Speedy recovery, friend. Yes. May the Force be with you. Hopefully this episode brings some laughter into your day and cheers you up. Yeah. We, We hope you get better soon, and... So grateful I got to meet you at Celebration, and Leanne, you got to meet him in person as well. I it's did, just, yes. It's a real pleasure and a rare treat for us. We don't get to meet our listeners in person that no. often, so that was and I, great. And I just, I love it. I love it. It's really cool. It's really cool what this podcast has brought together. Yes. Agreed. And now on to the mess. <laughs> <laughs> because it is a mess. Oh my God. <laughs> We literally had to iron out how the hell we were going to do this because it seemed quite simple by definition. Right. So characters, entrances, their exits, what our favorite one is. We're going to try and boil it down to that. But when I was researching it, I realized like, oh, God, some of these characters show up in sequels. Some of these characters show up in The Mandalorian. Some of them are ghosts. (laughs) Some of them are force ghosts after. So like, we didn't know how to handle all of this. (laughs) Because The the original concept was kind of like, when's the first time you see them compared to the last time you see them? And that keeps changing the more content comes out. So... I was like, okay, so Obi-Wan, the first time we see him is an old man. So do we talk about that? Or do we talk about the first time we see him as a young man? It just got really complicated. Yeah, it got got complicated really fast. (laughs) So Lauren had the idea. Let's bottle this, funnel it down into pieces, installments, like we often have to do because the Star Wars universe is massive. 
Right. So what we did was we split up five characters each from the original trilogy, and we'll just deal with the original trilogy this episode, <laughs> and then we'll do other installments later. Yeah. And their entrances and exits from those installments, because, <laughs> like, everything is so out of order. <laughs> you know, and we keep getting new media you know, yeah. the Kenobi show really throws a wrench in a lot of this. So right. you didn't know you had to be Stephen Hawking or Albert Einstein to <laughs> like figure out where in the timeline we are. It's so true. It's <laughs> so way overly complicated. So. Yeah, this is this is going to be funny, I think, because <laughs> we are going to talk about the first time we see the character in the original trilogy, the last time we see them and what our favorite is. All right, well, who goes first? Well, let's see. Character-wise, who do we see first? I think we see Luke first, right? Out of everyone that we have in our list? No. Oh, you're right. Yes? No, you're right. No. It's, it's not. <laughs> of course it's not Luke. <laughs> he doesn't Is it show the up. droids? Yeah, he doesn't show up for 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Because when he does. Yeah. You're right, it's the droids, which we each have one of each, so we could just do that together, I would say. Yes. Well, they're bumbling fools, <laughs> and mostly C-3PO, which is the one that I have. Yeah, bless and your heart. First, yeah, well, <laughs> we first see him waving his hands and walking quickly, and, oh no, R2, we must get out of here, you know, because yeah. Vader's just down the hallway. So yeah, 3 is just being 3PO, and... You don't, the best part about his entrance into the entire saga, let alone the original trilogy, is that there's no mistake in who the hell he is. He stays true the entire way through. Yeah. Every iteration. Yep. Even animated. (laughs) So really the first characters we see are the droids. Yeah. And R2 is right next to him being exactly how R2 always is. Yes. And that's kind of how we see them the first time in each of the original movies. Like, the, it's A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. We always see R2 and 3PO walking down a corridor or in Return of the Jedi, they're heading to Jabba's palace. Yeah. Bickering. <laughs> yes. And that's why I love them. Um, <laughs> they've been around since the absolute dawn of Star Wars time. Well, and it's interesting to see them now that we know how important they are to Anakin. Yeah, yeah. And how they play such a role in his children's lives. Yeah, both of them, for sure. Right up until the very end, it's crazy. I've always said that R2 is a relic, but 3PO is also a relic. He was built by Anakin, and he makes it, like, all the way to the end, and then some. So <laughs> right and beyond, and well, and we've said before that R two is telling the story, right? The Skywalker story. Yeah, that was kind yeah. of like one of the original ideas of the show, or the show, the <laughs> the universe. Well, yeah, the the show. Um, he hasn't had his memory wiped, right? Which is why he's such a gem. And that's why he's always bickering. <laughs> he's had to yeah. go through how many Skywalkers? Too Shit. many. Yeah, <laughs> too, too many. Um. Okay, so the last time we see them is, again, they're together. They're in the together. same shot together, which is basically the last time we see everybody in the, <laughs> the yeah, original. Yeah, this is going to be a common theme in this episode, uh, but they're together on Endor. Right, at the Ewok celebration, where 
three PO yes. has been playing a god, and R two has yes. been just <laughs> done. <laughs> I just love so much that three PO is kind of like the golden crucible of the Ewoks. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. you know, it's like little do they know he's such a bumbling idiot. <laughs> yes, he couldn't be more opposite of that title, which is why it's so cute. Yeah. I think and. When has he ever been respected that much? Not my, not not for some time. Not around Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, no, Han's somebody shut him up. Like, oh man, Han was so mad that three PO was getting was treated so well. <laughs> yeah, and they were tied to sticks, ready to be spit roast. So, <laughs> oh, that's great. But they're there at the end, which is nice. Do you have a favorite entrance of three PO? A favorite entrance. I would say, well, my favorite 3PO moment is when he has, it's not really an entrance, so I don't know if it counts, (laughs) is when he says that he was happy to be there all along beside his friend R2. That was always my favorite 3PO moment. That's That's in Rise of Skywalker, right? I think so. It's one of the sequels. Yeah, it's so, so sad and so, it's like the one time we see him like super serious and heartfelt, even you know, as far as an entrance, uh, <laughs> I kind of like when Chewie picks up all of his pieces in Empire Strikes Back and <laughs> it just slings them over his back. Is that considered an entrance? Yeah, I think that counts. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Do you have an R2 favorite? I mean, there's so many. My God. Oh my God. Honestly, I think one of my favorites is when he wakes back up in, Aww, what is that, Force yeah. Awakens? Yeah. Because we're so used to him being there, so for him to not be there and then he comes back alive, I think that was, it made me feel hopeful, you know? It's like, oh, things are going to be okay because R2's awake. Yeah, right? The next character we see is Vader, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that is his, that's his main entrance of all time. And I love it. So I have Vader. His entrance is, he walks through the smoke puts his hands on his belt and looks around like, the fuck is this? This is all the better you could do? (laughs) You know, like I could, I just know under that helmet, he's looking around at his feet at all the dead rebels and stuff. And the dead (laughs) stormtroopers like, fuck, none of these are who I wanted, you know, like, (laughs) and we know what happens right before this scene. So he's oddly calm, but you know, he's, he's, seething underneath there in his calm like i'll take care of this later this is an atrocity clean this up like (laughs) (laughs) so that's the first time we see him he just it's it's oddly appropriate that he comes through the smoke and he's this you hear the breathing he's this imposing black figure in a white hallway it's really good as far as like uh cinematically speaking to introduce probably one of the world's greatest villains in such a magnificent manner. He's the only thing you're staring at because he's all black in a sea of white. Right. And the smoke is the added, like, if Vader could, he would have had a fog machine. <laughs> Everywhere he like, goes. Beyonce has the fan. Vader has the smoke machine. <laughs> yeah. Vader's got a smoke machine and his name in lights behind him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Flashing neon red lights. <laughs> and that's when we first see him. Shit. So compare that to the last time we see him. 
Well, it gets complicated because <laughs> of course. original trilogy only, it's still complicated. Because the last time we see him, I think it's when Luke takes his helmet off and we see him see him, right? Mm-hmm. And then he dies. But the last scene that we see him as Vader is on the pyre that Luke sets. Right. Right. But then that's not even clear because then we see Anakin (laughs) has emerged from Vader as a force ghost. So all of this is the end of Return of the Jedi, as we know. Yeah. But of course, just like Anakin, nothing is simple. He had to do it extra. (laughs) And his his exit was threefold. (laughs) It's a three part exit. (laughs) It is as it should be. That's interesting. And what you're saying about Vader is going to be interesting because it ties into Leia, who is who is next. Yeah. But, but yes. what's your favorite Vader entrance first before we... A hundred percent, no no qualms, no hesitation, Rogue One. If there was ever a fucking diva with a lightsaber, <laughs> it's him. That is the entrance to beat all entrances. Yeah. Maybe, maybe bested just a little bit by his son as we'll talk about maybe <laughs> right vader's best entrance is by far the rogue one hallway scene i completely agree it's so dramatic Do you have a is that your favorite that would be the only thing that's like a, a very close second is his appearance on mapuzo in the kenobi series because that was very ter- terrifying very good yeah terrifying and amazing yes when he first shows up and he's walking, they show his feet and the cape is fluttering. Oh, yeah. I love then it. Then he, he stops and, like, looks at Obi-Wan and I'm just like, ah! <laughs> It's yeah. so good. That was great. It's I, so good. So that's a close second to Rogue One, but Rogue One was so impactful when I first saw it. I, I judged that based on the fact that it immediately made me cry, like, within seconds of that lightsaber igniting. Yeah. In the theater, I was I was already bawling. It has to stack up against that. I didn't bawl. At that point, in Kenobi, I was just, like, jaw-dropped, which is a pretty good second. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good I second. was shaking, but I wasn't as emotional as I was in Rogue One. So that's why yeah, Rogue yeah. One wins. Okay, so right after Vader coming down the hallway and the droids yes. running through the ships, yes. then we see Princess Leia. Yes. Iconic. And her shot is the opposite of Vader's. Where she's in a hall or side compartment that's all dark. Yeah. And she's in the center with R2. And she and R2 are white in this sea of dark. And they're even backlit by this white light that makes it look angelic. And there's like these red lights in front of them to imply like the empire circling them. You know, it's so good. It's so, it, it is iconic. It's with the hood Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time we see Carrie Fisher's face, so good. Yeah. And it's just for a second in that moment. You don't see mm-hmm. her until she stands up from R2, takes a quick look, and then vanishes behind one of the partitions. The next time you see her, she's holding a blaster. You know, it's it's so great. Yeah. She's awesome. It's so, it's so different than how so many characters were portrayed at that time. Female characters. Boy, when you think about the juxtaposition between Vader and, and Leia, like, in sequence like that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, that's pretty good. It's pretty cool. And like, of course it's, it could be as simple as just good versus evil, 
But the fact mm-hmm. that it's father and daughter. I, oh, I know. Knowing what we know. Yeah, it adds so much more interest to it. It's really cool. <sighs> and then again, so the last time we see Leia is again in Return of the Jedi, where Luke is like off by himself and she goes up to him, hugs him, and brings him back to his family, basically. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, I love it too. And it's, you know, it's so representative of like how Leia is that grounding force for everybody. Yeah, and they they know now that they're brother and sister twins. I don't know if you have this written down or if I'm stealing it from you, but (laughs) she's all kind of wrapped up in her entrance and her hair is done up tight in, you know, her signature buns. And then in Return of the Jedi, she's free flowing, her hair is down. You're right you know kind of natural and the greens and the browns and stuff and yeah that's a really good point nice and she gets there gradually like even throughout return of the jedi Mm -hmm. you know because like at the beginning she's she shows up in a bounty hunter costume and by the end she's like softened and but she's not that's the thing i love about leia is she can have like her hair down and be soft but also shoot you (laughs) yeah she's not soft by any means don't mistake her soft hair yeah she's still a general so oh yeah all the way so i have like one of my favorite moments with her or her entrance is when she comes up to tarkin and she says she recognized his foul stench when she was brought on board (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't really get much better than that yeah i mean the only thing that comes close to me is when she blasts poe across the room (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that yeah yeah i mean but, even then she was softened because she was like literally like healing yeah and then she just gets out and shoots somebody it's like i'm still here <laughs> bitch like yeah are the children misbehaving for fuck's sake <laughs> for fuck's sake let me get out of bed let me put my cape on let me go figure <laughs> out what's going on like <laughs> oh my god i love her i love her i love her i love her What's one of your favorite entrances? My God. It's hard to pick. I, it, it would have to be, oh boy, how do I pick? It's a, it's, a, it's a tie. It's a tie. When we first see her in Force Awakens, I was so overjoyed to see her mm-hmm. like back on screen. Yeah. So that's my, my, my personal, okay? But like the best Leia entrance, I think is probably when she's in her cell and Luke comes to, I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. And she's just laying there like, aren't you a little short for a storm? Tra-? Like, if that isn't the best entrance yeah. of her character she's as a She's not even going to get up. No, she's just like, really? <laughs> so much like her father. I just, yes. you know, like, did wasn't Anakin in a cell and Obi-Wan finally shows up and he's like, what took you so long? Finally. Yes. Yep. And then they that just was in Clone Wars. bicker the entire time after. Yeah, and yeah. who lost. It's that what we were talking about in last week's episode. But there Hondo. it is. So I can't help but say that, like, the door sliding open to reveal a, a recently tortured princess who still has her snark. I mean, that's that's Leia in a nutshell. So yeah, yep. <laughs> All right, now it's time for Luke. I believe Luke. I have Luke, which. You said how many minutes into A New Hope were we introduced to him? <laughs> a long time. It's at least, I would say, 20 minutes before we see him. So 
we are introduced to Luke as the farm boy, the young farm boy who is just trying to help his uncle, kind of, kind of disassociated with a little bit of reality, yeah. but it's his reality. You know, he doesn't know that the, the galaxy, he's, he's well taken care of in that respect. Yeah. They kept him sheltered for a reason, but what a difference from his exit, you know? The hero's journey. Oh my gosh. He is one of the characters. He transforms the most, I would say. Or, yeah, maybe the most out of everybody. Yeah. Maybe besides Anakin, who quite literally <laughs> physically well, changes. But Luke starts to change like him also. Yeah. I mean, we see it all the way through the original trilogy. The first scene, is he uh, at the kitchen table or is he at is he at trying to get parts? I can't remember. He's coming up the stairs, yeah, to to inspect the droids with his uncle. Okay. I mean, it's pretty basic. I love that scene, honestly. It's so innocent. Yeah. It is, and I don't have another word for it. The first thing he does is listen to his aunt, tell him to get some stuff for the house, and he's like, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> Yeah, and that's yeah, it. Like, and he's the big hero who saves the galaxy. Yeah, he's he literally uh, the stuff he does between just the beginning of that movie and the end of that movie, let yeah. alone the beginning of that original trilogy and the end of the original. Tri- and then we can talk about the whole everything else that he's influenced. But right. Luke is, de- I mean, we we begin with an innocent, sheltered individual who has this huge backstory of why he's that way. And then he chooses to kind of shed that and become what he ends up becoming. Yeah. So the last time we see him is opposite of Leia. He's there having a moment with his father. You know, he's on the pyre. He's The flames are there, which is also very symbolic. Mm-hmm. But he has a peaceful smile on his face. He's, he's intense as the flames are there, but he's content yeah. with how this has all wrapped up. You know, he knows he had to go. He did the best he could. He's at peace. He knows Anakin's at peace. Right. He redeemed his father, basically. And literally, he's just burning the suit that his father was imprisoned in. Mm -hmm. And then he sees the three force ghosts appear, and he has a smile that kind of confirms what he suspected anyways, that he was at peace. And then he sees Obi-Wan and Yoda and... Anakin as a young Jedi, the last time he was a Jedi. So it's very peaceful. Yeah. He's so beautiful in that scene. I oh, love God, he's so... Mark Hamill, like, when he's turning and walking, mm. like, profile and then turns oh, to yeah. look at... Oh, my God. It's just like... <laughs> I could rewind jaw, it a hundred times. Yes. His jaw could cut glass. <laughs> Seriously. I love him. But he goes through quite a transformation and... That's why the original trilogy is my favorite. It's because of Luke. Oh my God. I'm just realizing that's exactly what he does the first time we see him. He turns and moves the same direction. Oh? He walks up the stairs with his head down. He turns to the his left and walks. Oh my God. That's crazy. That's so You're cool. the only one that would notice that. I well, would never notice that. <laughs> it's just because I've watched it six million times. So I have it memorized. But that's so cool to see that he's still the same person yeah like inside he's like there's that beautiful parallel but he is completely grown and had his mind expanded oh very how do you pick a best oh i know how i know how (laughs) skywalkers and hallways go together like (laughs) i don't know what they go together like but they go together perfectly (laughs) 
My favorite Luke entrance is in The Mandalorian, the season finale where Luke returns to screen, so to speak, and pulls a little bit of an Anakin in that hallway, but much different. (laughs) He's mowing down and kicking ass, taking names, taking heads off of droids. That's an entrance. Force crushing droids. Force crushing and throwing. (laughs) I can't. It's so good. That's my favorite Luke entrance ever. Yeah. Although there's so many to choose from. There's so many to choose from. There are. There are, like, I even love when he says, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Yeah, it's so innocent. Pulls the helmet off. Yeah. Perfect hair. It's insane. (laughs) And he's so hopeful. Like, I'm here. I'm going to rescue you. He has no idea. He thought that was it. (laughs) That was the end of that. Oh, it's going to get worse, dear. Yeah, I know. And I also love his entrance at Jabba's Palace, where because we haven't seen him since he's been injured. You know, he got his hand cut off and... Yes. And the like, the doors open, and he comes in as a silhouette, which is super Vadery. It's, it's so great, though. Cape whooshing. Yeah, and he chokes the Gamori. Yeah, which is <laughs> no just, problem. That's morally questionable, but <laughs> he doesn't kill them, right? He just puts them to sleep. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, yeah, that's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I tell myself. Right, right. <laughs> There's no gurgling sounds coming from their throats at all, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) He's just trying to figure it out. He's new to it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) One of my favorite Luke entrances is when he's at the medal ceremony. Oh my God, yes. Oh, he's so adorable. He's so adorable. I love it. I do too. He's so... It's Mark Hamill, okay? If it was any other actor, that, like, innocent joy, it's just, like, pure yes. joy. It's because he was loving. He just loves what he does, you know? Yes. He's a super nerd, and he loves this kind of stuff, and it just shows yes. on his face. It wouldn't have been the same with anybody else. All right, so who's next? Obi-Wan. I I have Obi-Wan, and I just have to start by saying that... <laughs> crate dragon sound effect has gotten worse over the years (laughs) i hate the one they have on there right now of him going whoa i'm like (laughs) i just can't picture obi-wan making that sound it's just so upsetting to me (laughs) i'm not okay with it i liked it far more back in the day when it sounded more like an animal True. But granted, when I was a kid, I didn't realize Obi-Wan was the one who had made the sound. So I get it. They're Correct. trying to make it sound more like a person made it. I'm not okay sure. with Sure. Whatever. It's terrible. But you're. it's the same as the... No! Oh, God. The causes terrible. me physical pain when I see Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Same. But, so the first time we see Obi-Wan Kenobi is in the Jundlin Wastes when Luke has been attacked yes. by sand people. He appears hobbling over the desert in this cloak. You can't see his face. He's just this hooded, cloaked figure. And he kneels down and places his hands over Luke's forehead and then turns because he hears R2, takes the hood off and says, hello there, and makes cinematic history. (laughs) Uh, It's complete cinematic history. Didn't know it at the time. Yeah. But But here we are. (laughs) While I was watching this, it was kind of... It occurred to me that he's saying hello there. And then he says to R2, come here, my little friend. Don't be afraid. And he's like talking to the audience. Oh, yeah, I guess. He's speaking right to us. 
He's inviting us to the adventure. And this whole scene is a really important part of the um, the hero's journey. It's mm-hmm. There's always a spot where the hero is minding his own business, going about his life, and he bumps into a wise old man who offers mm-hmm. him a new path. Mm-hmm. And it leads to the first refusal or the call refused. That's exactly what happens here. And it's, it's an actually, it's a really important step in Luke's journey as a whole. Of course it's Obi-Wan. <laughs> of course it is. It has to be. We all know there's so much more backstory to this. Yeah. It's so much more impactful than ever. It's just another iconic Star Wars scene. A lot of his moments are really iconic and really plot driving, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like Obi-Wan doesn't show up that much in the original trilogy, but when he does, it always like really pushes forward one of the characters' plots, mostly Luke, but also Leia in a sense. So the last time we see him alive is on is in A New Hope at the end when he's fighting Vader and he sees Luke. Yeah. Yeah. And then he holds the saber up and Vader kills him, he disappears. But now that scene has so much more meaning because of the Kenobi series. Oh, so much more. And so when you, much more. You see Leia run into the room and she kinda like stops and looks at yeah. Obi-Wan. Yeah. Oh kills it's me. a whole <laughs> new it's a whole new world. But it's <laughs> like fucking insane. And I forgot to mention in the last when Vader's alive scene, we get that cut on his fucking head oh yeah and that's from the kenobi series too now like all of these things like leia running in and seeing obi-wan and he smiles at both of them like his journey is done yeah well if you want to count the last time we see him as in the whole original trilogy he's a force ghost at the end of return of the jedi with anakin and yoda Mm -hmm. standing there looking at luke like mission accomplished Although I will yeah. say, shouldn't Qui-Gon be there now? <laughs> yes. Probably they, should add Qui-Gon in. I was going to say, are they going to Photoshop him in later? Or, <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe Qui-Gon said, you know, I'm going to skip this one because of everything that Anakin did. I don't I'm just going to hang out with Obi-Wan. <laughs> you know what? I'm just, I'm cool. I'll just hang out over here. Let you three have your moment. <laughs> I'll speak to the boy afterwards and go over a few things. We have things to discuss, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They have a little bit of catching up to do. Yeah. Well, a favorite entrance for him is very difficult because every entrance with Obi-Wan is dramatic and... Every entrance is golden. (laughs) I do like the cloak drops, you know, when he just... Oh, I know. <laughs> the I know cape that's on drop. my list. Yeah. The cape yeah. drop is, yeah. It's good. But I do, I also really like in The Lawless when he comes into the cell with Satine and says, I do my own yes. bidding. I really yes. like that also. I was going to say the same episode when he, the doors open and he's facing the war that's beyond. Oh, yeah. It could be considered an exit. That's true. It's it also could... an entrance. It's a threshold. He's a threat. Thank you. Yes, it could be either, depending on how you look at it. But it's so dramatic. We could spend a whole episode, and maybe we will, (laughs) on just Obi-Wan and entrances and exits because... Seriously, because he has... many. He has many, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, his first line, chronologically, in the Phantom 
in the Phantom Menaces, I have a bad feeling about this. Which I have always, he's a fucking Padawan and he's not even talking about, because Qui-Gon says, like, keep your mind in the here and now. He's not sensing now. Obi-Wan is sensing the galaxy at large is not at rest. Like there's something weird and wrong going on. He's sensing his life. Mm-hmm. He's sensing everything that's about to happen to him over the next, like, 60 years. He's sensing everything that's going to happen after he's a force ghost. He's the man. He's never escaping. Never escaping that he has a bad feeling about all of this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. Oh, but It's so good and so sad. I, I think... Obi-Wan's entrances and exits in the original trilogy might be the most crucial. They are because they're there are few and far between, but each one, like I said, is poignant. Yes. Like I said, basically every time they change a scene, it's moving Luke further and further down the path towards the hero, you know. Yeah. And away from his life as a farm boy. Which leads us into Han. Yes, who you I don't have. You have. I have that. Did you say your favorite Obi-Wan? Well, there's too many. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, my favorite is his is his first appearance because it's like fucking iconic. Oh, so that was your, okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, I didn't specifically say, but I mean, to go through them all would be too tedious. <laughs> so I'll just go with his very first hello there because it's, it's the hello there that launches a thousand hello there's. <laughs> so is I'm going to go with that. the face that launched a thousand ships? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my god. I love it. So yes, Han. Dear Han. Han and by default Chewie since they are always together. Yes. Yes. Can't have one without the other. No. The first time you see Han, he's sliding into his seat in the most Eisley Cantina. And mm. so cool. Yeah. He's super suave. But that's what I like about the scene because to start... He's super arrogant. He's really suave. Yeah. He even yeah. kind of like verbally spars with Luke a little bit. And Obi-Wan's like, da, 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 I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to handle a Skywalker. Stay out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I've dealt with Hondo and Akka. I can deal with Han Solo. It's true. So as soon as they're gone, though, Han flips and he's like, wow, this could really save my neck. <laughs> so it's, it gives us a sense right away that he's a bit of a scoundrel. He's playing a bit yeah. of a scam. He's all obviously going to be the comedic relief. <laughs> yes. But also, he has his own journey to heroism. He does, yeah. And it's pretty cool to see that because I just have to say that in Empire Strikes Back, the first time we see him, he starts by having a fight with Chewie and goes into having a fight with Leia right away. Yes. Yeah. No, he's he's not at peace. No, he's <laughs> always a lot going fighting. On. <laughs> well, he has to, he's fighting with himself too, because he wants to leave, but he doesn't want to leave. And yeah, you know, well, so to have his beginning be so he, he's got his guard up all the time and he's kind of like making fun of people doesn't want to let people in too close and then his last scene is literally him hugging luke and then hugging leia yeah i know and to have that character have that found family you know yeah it's Which pretty he cherishes, interesting cherishes yeah truly by the end he cherishes yeah. both of them all of them yes 
Yes. And for him to kind of realize that Luke isn't a child and actually is a character with power, which we then see in Force Awakens when he says, like, it's true, all of it. All of (laughs) it, yeah. Because he was really skeptical of it, obviously, at the beginning. He says it's hokey religions, you know. So it's cool to see how his character transforms, even in just the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And again, too many good entrances to pick. Oh, so <laughs> many. Favorite. So many. I do like the situation normal. <laughs> oh, well, that's classic, yeah. It's kind of an entrance, but... My entrance is when he slides in and shoots and then shrugs. That's like my favorite. Yes. Like oh original trilogy entrance, you know. And you could kind of count this as an entrance when he falls into the trash compactor. Oh. <laughs> he says, what an incredible smell you've discovered. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, too. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But, of course, Chewy, we're home. Classic. Oh, that's without a doubt. Yeah, that was on my list. And, I mean, not to bring it down, but... In Rise of Skywalker, when uh, Ben Solo is standing there and he turns and there's Han's spirit. Hello, son. You know? That really gets to me every time. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Immediate tears. Yes. I actually, (laughs) perhaps it's unconscious bias, but I thought when Ben Solo turned, Anakin was going to be there to tell him, you can't do this and make the mistakes I made. Mm -hmm. But instead it was Han, which is just, it's perfect. But I was always waiting for, like, the moment where the grandfather was going to have to have a talk with the grandson and say, you can't make the mistakes that the rest of us made, you know. But instead, it was much better in the fact that Han was there when Ben needed him most, and he did the I love you, I know. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, well, Ben wanted to say I love you, and Han said I know, which is just fabulous. Fabulous. (laughs) Han is one of the greatest characters. Yeah, I agree. He's... He has a very satisfying arc. Well, the the next one I have is Lando, which uh, fabulous is as fabulous does. He <laughs> enters a bit of a scoundrel. You don't really know his where his allegiance is. He's a little over the top with Leia. He's a little over the top with Han. You know, smooth talking, gambling. <laughs> we don't know where this is going, but his outfit is great. Oh my god, the cloak, the cape. It's the glorious. Cape, the cloak, the the blue, the 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 disco boots, everything about it's fabulous. <laughs> they are disco boots. They are disco boots. And the pants, the flared pants. I love it. The whole thing is so retro amazing. But he stays that way all the way through Rise of Skywalker. He's got the cape, he's got the colors, he's got everything. Mm-hmm. But the last time we see him, you can tell also that he has gone from kind of a superficial in it for himself to for the greater good. Because he mm-hmm. has fought now for the rebellion, aided in the destruction of the second Death Star, loves his newfound family, and you can see it in their hug and when he's there with them at the end and at Endor. And everything that happens in between, he rectifies his first mistake right away mm-hmm. and makes up for it tenfold by the end yeah totally i love lando i love his first appearance it's yeah so that's great. the that's the appearance for me of course we see him again in future installments but you can't top his first appearance it's like obi-wan to me it's the yeah the cape that launched a thousand capes <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm gonna keep saying it for everyone it's that's so fabulous good, so- it's good <laughs> I also like that he calls Han a loser. <laughs> yes. 
It's so funny. Yes. Yeah, there's no mistaking that those two have a past, which is yeah. great. I mean, if you're ent- if you're introducing a new character in the second of three films, this is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. You get a feel for him right away. Yes. He's great. He's a great character. So you have the Emperor. I do. Which, what the fuck did you do for this? Because this motherfucker <laughs> comes in and out nonstop. Uh, <laughs> original trilogy, prequel, sequel, Clone oh, Wars, Lord. Rebels... Uh, uh, everything everything else <laughs> yeah and his appearances have changed too since they keep yes. releasing the films he had his first appearance in the original trilogy is in empire strikes back he's in a hologram talking to vader yeah and his, the original hologram is i think scarier than anything because he's like yeah weird and thin yeah and like his eyes are weird shapes. his eyes are weird yeah which they've now replaced with Ian's performance, which is great. But they also changed the dialogue. I double-checked it because I knew it was different. Mm-hmm. The Emperor knew it was Luke Skywalker in the original version back in the 80s. And in this version, it kind of doesn't make sense anymore how they've changed it. Because the Emperor says he is the offspring of Anakin Skywalker. And Vader says, how can that be true? But we right. know that Vader knew that it was Luke long before the emperor did true there's a comic book where boba fett tells him and then there's the a certain point of view short story that we talked mm-hmm. about on one of our episodes where the emperor is like oh vader knew about this yeah. like how long did he know about this and well the the question is is did he think padme died with the the, the child unborn that's what i always took it as yeah i guess but then we have all these other pieces of media that kind of point yeah. otherwise. Yeah, so. like originally it made sense, but now that they've added all this other stuff, it kind of like makes that line a little well, bit Well, you know, weird. denial is a thing. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> how would, how would Vader live with that one? He shoved all that out of his yeah. brain. So I know. It, it's, it's, it's possible, but you're right, though. So they basically have a conversation where they just decide that they're either going to turn Luke or kill him. And that's the first time we see the Emperor. And then the last time we see him, he's literally torturing Luke to death until Vader picks him up and throws him down a reactor shaft. Yes, and I love it. That is the best exit ever. Yeah, just minus the no part yeah, of it. Yeah, minus but... the no. <laughs> minus that. Uh, the That exit is befit for the Emperor himself. Palpatine had to go down... That way. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. Picking a favorite is difficult for him because... I hate him. Yeah, and he doesn't do much, but I will say that... <laughs> I like when his little chair turns, like, slowly oh, because... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I can go with that one. Well, Ian said the chair was supposed to be radio-controlled, and it was broken. Yeah. So he had to use his feet. See, little, little feet. Little feets to do it. <laughs> And for him. I like that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And finally, I have Yoda. Yeah, I was going to say, we only have one left now. Well, Yoda is kind of... Yoda's another hard one because he shows up so often. Yeah. But if we're talking just the original trilogy, his entrance is fantastic because he's an old senile Yoda (laughs) who... Probably wants to just ignore the fact that a Skywalker has shown up at his front door. And <laughs> he talks in riddles and he whacks R2 and 
he he doesn't give a straight answer for shit. Yeah. So we see him, you know, in Dagobah in his little his little place where he's been hiding for decades. Slimy mud hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we're introduced to him as kind of a senile. How could this be the warrior that? Yeah. The Jedi master warrior that Luke is looking for. You know, so they play up a little bit of his senality, I think. You know, his goofiness and yeah, his s- speech dialect. It's the first time we're introduced to how he talks, literally how he phrases his words, the wording. Yeah. Which has become iconic. And then the last time we see him is right back, well, when he's alive, is right back in there and he is, he's old, he's dying, he's trying to tell Luke about there's a second, meaning mm-hmm. Leia, we think. A lot of people theorize that it could have been Rey. I still think it's Leia. Yeah, I think it was. There's another. It was Leia, yeah. Yeah, it's meant to be Leia. So, um, Yoda didn't know about Rey, but he did know that Leia existed. Yeah, so, I mean, semantics aside, it's Leia. And he dies, and he disappears. His little blanket falls <laughs> yes and it's so sad and luke has a tear and his face half is a light and half is in the dark and yeah he still has to make that choice yet so yeah because they weren't sure they were there was <laughs> mark hamill has said how cool would the ending be if he took vader's helmet and put it on himself at the Psych end bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's that yeah <laughs> but he comes full circle in, and, and of course, then we get his force ghost at the end. That's when we last see him, see him. But man, I got a favorite Yoda moment ever. <laughs> I wonder if and it's the same as mine. It's when he, it's in the Revenge of the Sith. Yes. When he walks in and just downs the two guards, closes the door, yes. and has he, <laughs> he's just like over it. <laughs> it's the funniest moment in Star Wars, maybe, where he just, it's like, Almost the equivalent of a bitch slap. It's so it funny. It is a bitch slap. It's Yoda's bitch slap. That's the perfect way to categorize that. And it's Yoda's best entrance. It's really epic. Like the yes. fact that they wanted to do that. Like George Lucas chose to do that. It's so funny. It's, it's a I boss it. move. It really is. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course we have the same moment. Of course we do because I space twins. I, I can't pick another. It's too good. I mean, the only other one that for me is just when you first see him because it's so goofy. It's so goofy. It's out. It's it, it, they have the bad lip syncing song video <laughs> yes. now of him like oh my God. whacking R two and that's one of my favorites. Seagulls so stop iconic. it now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So many of these characters' entrances in the original trilogy have become so fucking iconic throughout cinematic history and yeah. pop culture in general. Yeah. It really puts it in perspective. Right. It's not just Star Wars. It's movies in general. These are pretty yeah. iconic. You're right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Way to go, George Lucas. <laughs> One of your many successes. <laughs> yes. Just a few. <laughs> Our question for you this week, what is your favorite entrance or exit, could be an exit, from the original trilogy? You can pick any character, any moment, just let us know what is your favorite. 
Join us here next week. We are going to review the novel Rebel Rising, which is Jin Erso's, not her backstory, but kind of after Rogue, or after her childhood scenes in Rogue One, what happens to her mm-hmm. and how does it lead into Rogue One. And so both Lauren and I have finished reading it and we're going to discuss it and maybe a little bit of the Rogue One novelization as well, mm-hmm. since Lauren has read it and we're just going to relive some of our favorite characters from, from Rogue One. <laughs> and that one is Jin Erso <laughs> and a few others that are mentioned in the book. So it's yeah. spoiler heavy. So if you haven't read it, Maybe next week's episode is not for you, but if you're interested, we will be going over that novel. It was amazing. It was very good. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Last week, we discussed Hondo and Naka, and we asked people what their favorite moment was with Hondo. And our friend Kevin sent me this quote. Oh, the stories I could tell, so many of them true. (laughs) (laughs) Such a Hondo quote. (laughs) It's such a Hondo quote. And it's from Rebels. He said that he watched Rebels before he watched Clone Wars, so that was his first introduction to Hondo. And honestly, you can't go wrong with Hondo no matter how you get introduced to him. No. You want to talk about an entrance and an exit, you've got him with Hondo. (laughs) That man never fails on an entrance. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.